I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Live on the upfront stage, it's The Premise with Dino Tripodis. Dino welcomes his guests, comedian Bill Arendale, and the two sketch comedy teams competing tonight, Savage Tech with Lindsay Bowes and Joel Savage, Adamantly Indifferent featuring Jeff Gage and Rob Wall, and now, welcome to the stage, your host, Dino Tripodis. Welcome, welcome, and happy post-Valentine's Day. We all got through the romance and the wreckage that is Valentine's Day. Some people love Valentine's Day. Some people loathe Valentine's Day. Most men that I know loathe Valentine's Day because that's just another day in the year that they will fuck it up. And some women loathe Valentine's Day for some reasons which I'll get to here in just a moment. But uh, yeah, we're on a little, we got through it. Now we're on a little break for the guys. Now we, we have a little, where we don't have to worry about messing up with our significant others until St. Patty's Day. <laughs> where you know we'll probably do something that'll, that'll piss them off. Some men love Valentine's Day. Uh, men who have been in relationships for a really, really long time. They love Valentine's Day because that's their one lock day of the year where they know <laughs> something's going to happen. I get two, Valentine's Day and my birthday. Something's going to happen. Yeah, and if that's the case, gentlemen, um, I really hope that your birthday is separated from Valentine's Day a little bit. <laughs> So you can spread it out just a, just a little bit. I would hate for your, your, your birthday to be February 15th and Valentine's on the 14th. That's like saying, you know what? Here's a buffet for two days and the rest of the year you get crackers. <laughs> yeah. But Valentine's Day is different through the years. Can we just be honest about that? It is different through the years. It is a lovely romantic day, and I don't understand why some people do this. Some people actually get married on Valentine's Day. An actual true statistic, 38% of marriages that take place and occur on Valentine's Day wind up in divorce. Why do people get married on these special calendar days of the year? Because if it works out, if it works out, sir, Yay, Valentine's Day is the most special day of the year. You're celebrating your love. If it doesn't, Valentine's Day is the most miserable day of the year. Why do they do it on Valentine's Day? Get married on the 4th of July. Get married on Arbor Day. Yes, Arbor Day. 
I had friends that got married on Arbor Day and planted a tree for their love that would grow in the years to come. And last year they got divorced and they cut that son of a bitch down. She got half of the firewood, so it all worked out before it was said and done. I don't understand. Because that first Valentine's Day, that first, are you, are you two, what's the situation? Mom, mom and son, okay. <laughs> a, a compliment to you, a compliment to you. It, 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 it looked like the boy maybe was just, you know, you know, doing well for himself, so God bless. Snuck out of that one. Yeah, you, you poor bastard. You got a hot mom. You got to deal with that shit. I, I, I feel for you. I feel for you. But that first Valentine's Day, right? When you first meet and you make those plans, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it special? You're both filled with the spirit of love. Oh, my gosh, you make such great arrangements. You go out and you find the right card and you buy all the beautiful flowers and you get candy and you make special dinner reservations for that very special night. And it's wonderful. Yay, Valentine's Day. I love being in love. And then a couple of Valentine's years later, you still have the romantic part of it, but, you know, uh, uh, maybe it's not dinner reservations, but you still get flowers, kinda. You get those, you know, bargain flowers that are sitting at Kroger in the in the on the checkout lane, and you buy candy, but you don't give her all the candy because you've rifled through the box and picked out your favorites to eat, and then you're kind of shuffling that shit around to make sure it still looks full. And, and then and then a couple of Valentines years later, uh, you get the cards, but you're both literally you're both in the same mindset. You're, you're actually writing the cards out and handing them to each other. Right at that particular, this year, we didn't even buy cars. We just went to the store and pointed at the cars that we would have gotten for one another. That's the one I would have gotten for you, honey, right there. The one with Trump having sex with Obama. That's the one right there. That's, that's the one. Sex on Valentine's Day. I'm at the age right now where, eh, sex. That's a... If my, how should I put this delicately? Oh, screw delicately. Let's just be honest. If my, if my penis was on a Chinese menu right now, it would be the number nine, the no cock pow. <laughs> you're, out of the, you're out of the no cock pow? The lady will have the limp lo mein then. Thank you very much. We'll go with that. Truth be told, it's not even erectile dysfunction. Everything is fine down there. At my age, it's more, it's more like erectile disinterest. <laughs> my, my dick is like a little old man that wakes up from a nap. It comes up from a nap and goes, maybe I should have sex. And like, oh, look, candy, never mind. There's just so much work involved anymore. I got to take my clothes off. I got to put my clothes back on. I got to pay you. It's, it's... Let's start the premise, shall we? Yes. Yes, indeed he do. You're a good group tonight, and tonight 
is kind of different. For those of you, who have, who's been here before to watch the premise by applause? Thank you. We are expanding our comedy parameters just a bit this time around. And tonight, for your comedic pleasure, we have a sketch comedy tonight. We will have two two-person sketch groups that will be choosing from premises that are available. They will still have the same 20 minutes, a three to five minute sketch before it's all said and done. But we're going to uh, expand on that comedy premise and you'll meet our sketch teams in just a moment. Uh, a couple of other things I want to mention before we move on. Uh, for those of you who listen to our our main podcast, Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. The one that is currently airing as we speak is with uh, Adam Hines from High Bank Distillery. It's excellent. You should listen to it. I also want to thank anybody who tuned in last night as we did our first Facebook Live podcast last night, which was a lot of fun. And that was with the superintendent of liquor control for the state of Ohio, James Kanepa. That one will be airing in the uh, next couple of weeks as well, because as Grimster Hansberry told you, tonight's installment of the premise will be dropping on Monday with all you lovely people in it and the great funny people that you're going to see tonight. Um, as we always do on Whiskey Business, I have a little bit of whiskey for myself and my guests. For those of you who like to stay in the whiskey know, uh, you cannot buy this in Ohio, but if you go down to Kentucky and just cross the river and you see this on the bottom shelf, this is one of those bottom shelf beauties. This is very old Barton. This is the best kept secret in Kentucky. It's not expensive and it's really good. So if you're heading to Kentucky and you see this on the bottom shelf, pick it up. You will enjoy it. And I'll share that with my guests tonight. Now, for those of you who have been here before, you know that there are prizes involved in the premise. Winners and losers. The winner of the premise tonight will receive, this is a great, what I call everyday pour whiskey, a bottle of Old Forester. You cannot go wrong with any of the Old Forester products that are out there. This is a great everyday pour, not expensive, about 20 some a bottle. You can afford that on a daily basis to, uh... <laughs> all right, maybe I drink a little bit more than the rest of you, but, uh, the loser tonight, though, also gets truly from the bottom shelf. Oh, yeah, and the name is completely misleading. This is Bourbon Supreme. $10.14 a bottle. It is a, oh, they're very kind and say it's a blend. And on the bottom of the label, you can't even see it, but they've got it. They've got the word rare kind of hidden in there. Yeah, more like raw is what it should say. But the loser will get that and, of course, from the Whiskey Business Library and Record Collection. Since we have teams tonight, I thought that the uh, Consolation Prize should have at least two items on it. So, for starters, the losers will get that bottle of uh, Bourbon Supreme and this classic piece of literature, Let's Disco. <laughs> A complete instruct instructional system for disco dancing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the losers can pair up and, hey, let's disco. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, since it's about dancing, they can do it to 
Johnny Desmond sings for dancing right there. A lovely Johnny Desmond LP for the losers and let's disco the book. Which is saying, man, he's got a lot of random shit in his house, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Uh, in a little bit, you're going to meet my friend Bill Arendale, who is our guest comic this evening. But yes. But first, it's time to meet our sketch teams. Are you ready? Please welcome competitors number one, Savage Tech, Lindsey Bowes and Joel Savage. Have a seat, kids. Hot moms here. Any hot moms? Yeah. First of all, thank you for coming tonight and being part of this little experiment. Thank you. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Savage Tech and what you guys do and where you perform and so forth and so on. Well, there's the fictional version of Savage Tech. Okay. And then there's the real version of Savage Tech. Uh, Which one is shorter? <laughs> Yeah. That'd be the number nine on the Chinese <laughs> menu. Hey, <laughs> call back. And that's why call I back. the big books. Calling back the host comedy. If we, if this was on a point system right now, that would be you'd be ahead by ten points. Show me the points. Um, uh, yeah, we've been around since uh, 2016. Yeah. We uh, launched with a video called Dick Justice Supercop Part One. It's on YouTube. Go look it up. Go look it up. And uh, yeah, we've been we. Uh, we do uh, live shows. We do live shows. We do sketch comedy. What what else do we do, Lindsay? Uh, we also uh, organize and host improv shows that are themed like wrestling shows. Yeah. Um, our sketch comedy shows um, also usually have a theme. Most of our shows have a theme or gimmick. Um, our the, the one that we do the most um, is called the Sick World of Doctor Show, and it's themed like. Uh, Oh, oh, thank you. They know it. They oh, know you guys. It. Oh, they know oh, it. Oh, shucks. Um, and it seemed like uh, old monster movie hosts that would come on TV like late at night. Um, like Fritz the Night Owl. Yeah, yeah. Or like Elvira or, you know, all those guys. And so we'll, we are horror hosts and we'll introduce a movie that we'll uh, film and write and produce. And uh, they're all like horror comedy shorts. And the whole thing is like monster and horror comedy themed. And But it's also um, like, it's also sketch comedy where yeah. there's like sketches. There's creatures that come on. Uh, there's also, we have short films, live comedy. We commercial have breaks. Commercial breaks. For we fake, like there, our last show, we had like a Bigfoot erotica novel author that was doing a commercial. Very nice. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and it's it's really it's like. It's like Fritz the Night Owl meets Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's we've, kind of what. Yeah, we we've had a, a lot of a lot of trouble describing the show, um, and if you come see it, yeah. you'll understand why. So come <laughs> see the show. Hey. Then help us describe what the show is. There you go. I'm looking at you, Table Eight. <laughs> so, um, well, you mentioned Fritz the Night Owl. Uh, my production company, Never Luck Productions, we. We do. We, we're the ones that are responsible for, no the, for the rebirth of uh, Night Owl Theater. But we go to oh Studio Thirty Five like all the time. Yeah, yeah. Mike yeah. McGrainer yeah. and Mike McGrainer and his crew. Yeah. Well, then we're gonna have to talk to you after the show to get Absol Fritz on our show. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, better hurry. <laughs> He's getting up there. No. God bless no. him. God bless you. him. Yeah. yeah. But thank you for coming tonight. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks Best for of us. luck. You're gonna be able to choose 
because we did a, a, a coin toss earlier before the yes. show began. So you'll be choosing from the premises first this evening. But let's meet your competition, shall oh, we? Oh, These stinkers. <laughs> Ladies These and gentlemen, bunnies. welcome their competition, adamantly indifferent Jeff Gage and Rob Wall. Boo! Oh. Boo! Boo! Slide on down a little bit. Boo! Slide on down a little bit. Let them take those oh. seats. Welcome, gents. Welcome. Oh, okay. Look at them. Boo! 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 Welcome. Have a seat. Hi. You, don't have a you two, oh. Jeff Gage, of course, has become a, a, a staple here on the premise. He's been here comedically as a stand-up comic. And uh, I, when we decided to go with the sketch idea, I invited him immediately because that is one of the areas where he shines. And the gentleman next to him, Rob Wall. He shines. He shines as well. <laughs> <laughs> I heard was it, not, I've heard it all. I wasn't even going to go yes, there. Yes, you were. I was not. He shines, I was I not. But the, but you you make it look so good. <laughs> yeah, right? Thank you. It, it, it works for you. Um, you're also a school teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, a tech guy. I'm a tech guy, teacher, high school level, collegiate level, and I have a lot of kids. I got a lot of kids. <laughs> In fact, my wife and I are here. It's a date night for us. This is a our date kids, night? Our kids are not with us. That's nice, so, right? So that's yeah. bonus. So yeah, you, you have to go to school tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, to, yeah. You have to go to work tomorrow yeah. and you get yeah. this done? I got it. So go. maybe you'll go back tomorrow at work and say... Drunk, yes. Drunk, yes. Or yeah. hungover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Possibly. Uh, and maybe you'll be a winner tonight. You could tell the kids that, you know... you. I don't. I don't want them to know. You don't want them to know. I don't this. want them to bring their moms. This to is the part show. of a, this is the secret life. The secret right. life of Rob Wall. Yeah. But you guys have worked together in the past in a various shapes time, and yes. forms. Yes. 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 Yeah. Ex and explain some of that. You know, uh, oddly enough, uh, Rob and I go back to early '90s uh, improv, back when we started here in Columbus, and uh, we also have the same agent, and we're. Uh, oddly enough, up for the same roles. Uh, many times, uh, many yes. Times many we times we audition for commercials and shit like Attractive that. Attractive middle-aged man, and then they call. And me. And you know, <laughs> it's, like, you know, it's like, what am I doing here? And usually if I see Rob, it's like, ah, screw it. I'll just walk out and go, yeah, oh, he's got yeah. it. So. But uh, no, we've worked mm -hmm. together a bunch of times. Yes. We've, done, uh, we've been in underwear together, nice. uh, spitting hot dogs uh, together. These are actual uh, gigs, in, right? In, not, yeah. not just you, you two hanging out. We were in unitards yeah. together. Yes. Yeah, together. Unitards, oh, right. not we, leotards. That was a commercial. Yeah, Unitard, we did, yeah. yeah. We were stinks, unitards. stinks. Good yes. look for you? No. 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 Mm. A lot of, it's like Especially a when it's on a billboard. Yeah, you right. Drive by and it's like, yeah, that's oh, a geez. grape smuggler right there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. uh, I appreciate you both. So adamantly indifferent. Was this just a name created for whatever, tonight's show? Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Was it, or is yeah. this, or is we this, weren't. or is this something that could actually take yeah. hold tonight it and grow into something much matters. like Savage I Tech? I think matter. it could. It very much well could. Yeah. I think it, it, it encapsulates it encapsulates the, the political. Uh, what's going on politically You're in just this making country shit right up. now? Oh, is there something going on politically? Yeah, there's something going on politically where people are passionately, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> wow. I don't care who wins as long as somebody does. So it's uh, emphatically passionate. Uh, we went through several names. Yeah, we yeah. went through a couple. Yeah. Well, I like it. Adamantly indifferent. Give them a round of applause. They will be competing tonight against Savage oh, Tech. You silly guy. Boo! Boo.
Rob, if you could be so kind as to hand one of those microphones yeah. over to those two over there because they won the get to pick first. on Now, normally on the premise with the comedians, the premises, there's two of them. They're sealed in an envelope. But tonight for the sketch portion, we, uh, we came up with four different sketch premises, giving them the option to choose something that might fit into their wheelhouse a little bit better. So Savage Tech, you yes. get to choose from one of these four sketch ideas. Number one, Brad was a great guy. I think being asked to do a eulogy at a funeral for a Facebook friend <laughs> you've never actually met. That's number one. Number two is, well, not exactly. Being questioned about your padded resume, which is full of lies. Number okay. three, what the hell just happened? Emphasis on the app. Dating apps go awry when a Grinder app user mistakenly hooks up with a Christian Mingle app user, <laughs> each thinking the other one is who and what they are supposed to be and representing. Just what the hell happened. And your last choice is, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. While in confession, a priest's asks far too many uncomfortable and specific details about said confession. So given those four, Savage Tech, you won the toss. Which one would you like to go with? Hmm. Um, uh, we'll go with the priest one. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. While in confession, a priest asks far too many uncomfortable and specific details. When they leave the stage, they will have 20 minutes to write a three to five minute sketch based on this particular premise. Give them applause and wish them luck. So when we leave the stage, so we can stay up here for like 30 minutes and then leave the stage. What's that? So we can stay up here for like 30 minutes and then leave the stage and then our time. No, you get, once you leave the stage, you have 20 minutes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I could, we can start writing right now. You can start writing in your heads right now as we speak, yes. Oh, but, okay. But right now. But you are going to get these lovely sketch pads here, these writer's pads. Take a couple of number two pencils with you. And uh, we have two special rooms for you tonight, one in the boutique room over here uh, and then one in the little closet over here. Which would you prefer? Is that a closet? We'll take the closet. You'll take the closet. In the closet they go. It's in the closet. <laughs> that sounds weird. There he goes. That sounds weird. In, in the, the closet. They go. In the closet. All right. Sure, and now you guys on? have to choose between Brad was a great guy, I think, the Facebook yep, friend yep. eulogy. Good one. Yep, well, not yep. exactly. Being questioned about your padded resume, okay, which yeah. is obviously full of right. lies. And, then, and what the hell just happened? What happened? A grinder app user All good. hooks up with a, a Christian potential Mingle there for app comedy. user. Grind yeah. Let me just clarify. Grinder is the little... Uh, <laughs> yes. It's yeah. the... Okay. Yeah. We'll just... Have a conversation with you later. Okay, Rob, I, you can I Google, you can you can Google Grinder when you go and yeah, work yeah, on yeah, your yeah. sketches. Google, Google it because yeah. I'm on a date night tonight. And I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's not a Grinder yeah. date. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. You guys, no, no, yes. no, no. Um, okay, so which one do you want to go with? I think uh, you know they all have great the, they comedy sure potential. Do. Sure do. But I'm gonna go. I think the job application. Yeah, the business, yeah. Read the, that one again. Yeah, the uh, well, not, well not, exactly. not exactly being questioned about your padded resume, which is full of lies. OK, well, not exactly. Yes, <laughs> let's go with that. one. All right. There you go. Take well, not exactly with you. Take right. your pads and your number two pencils. 
and somebody from uh, the upfront stage will show you to the boutique room, if they would, please. Give them a round of applause. Both teams, a round of applause. We'll see them in about 20 minutes. And if I can get this microphone back up in the center stage, please, for our next performer. If I could have that happen, yes, that'd be great. Get the mic back. What's that? There you go, Chipper. Chip Cosell, everybody. Very busy man, Chip Cosell. Chip Cosell. While the teams are hard at work creating their masterpieces for this evening, we have a very special guest comedian like we do on the premise each and every time. Uh, I've worked with this gentleman numerous of times over the course of the years, and we've gotten to be friends over the course of the years. He plays clubs and colleges and comedy clubs all across the country, and he was very gracious tonight to give us a little bit of his time to perform for you and then to sit down and talk with me a little bit later. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm, warm welcome to Mr. Bill Arendale. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming out here tonight, folks. It's great to be here with uh, so many talented performers, you know, and, uh, and Dino. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, folks. Uh, like you folks, uh, I also have a, uh, a day job, and recently we had the office potluck, which is just a fancy word for diarrhea roulette. You know that guy you work with, the one you saw scratching his balls one time? He brought a casserole. So I bring a casserole. <laughs> and I have one of those co-workers who's allergic to everything. And he goes, hey, Bill, are there peanuts in us? I said, did you say peanuts or penis? He said, oh, I said peanuts. I'm like, oh, then no. Uh, as Dina was saying, last week was Valentine's Day. Um, I'm not somebody who's dated a lot. You know, not only do I look like this, my best pickup line is, oh, come on. <laughs> Very shy around women. One day I was in an elevator, this lady asked me, are you getting off on this floor? I said, that's up to you. Not very good at flirting. I tried to flirt one time, but I just pulled out my dick and said, hey, guess what this does? Hey, if you guys disappoint, you would be correct. Uh, I am happy to say, though, uh, that I did finally got married. Thank you. I actually met my wife on our first date eight years ago today and asked her to marry me seven years ago today. And that's the last thing that I remember, so. <laughs> we met online. Uh, we did not meet on christianmingle.com. I was actually kicked off of christianmingle.com. They don't think it's funny when you go by the name Ass Wednesday. <laughs> or Dong the Baptist. I'm like, what about Jehovah's Thickness? Can I use that? No. It's weird for me, a uh, big adjustment because I'm a stepdad now, and, uh, you know, I have stepkids. When you have stepkids, it's like borrowing somebody's car. 
you know, because people will see you, they'll go, hey, is that your car? And I'm like, uh, kind of. I have sex with the car's mom, if that's what you mean, but I don't own that car. That's... Before I met my wife, I was a single father, and uh, I have a little boy. I was watching my son one day. I fell asleep on the couch. I feel something hitting me in the head. Open up my eyes. There's my three-year-old son hitting me in the head with a box of condoms. And I said, where the hell were you four years ago? <laughs> you are daddy's shitty little wingman, aren't you? You sure are. Anybody who has kids, though, will tell you when they finally go to the bathroom by themselves, it's like Christmas and the 4th of July all rolled up into one. The only problem is my son would come out of the bathroom with no pants on, you know, and he'd always do the same thing and say, look at my pee-pee, and he'd do that doorstopper thing where he goes, boing, 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 boing. And I said, enjoy that while you can. <laughs> and my sister will see him do that. She'll go, oh, that's so cute. And that would really piss me off because when I did that at work, <laughs> all I heard was, you are the worst Santa Claus we've ever had. <laughs> well, my son uh, is now 19. That shows you how long I've been doing the last joke. And uh, he's at that age now where, you know, he, he's a young man, and, you know, I just kind of don't want to know what's going on behind closed doors. Uh, there's a book that he wanted. I bought him the book. I sent it to him. Calls me up. Dad, I got the book. I can't wait to read it. I'm going to read it tomorrow. I said, why don't you read it today? He's like, oh, I'm busy. I just got my Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. And I thought, oh, fuck. And it freaked me out because, you know, he was – you know, I'm just not used to thinking of him as a, you know, as an adult yet, you know. And uh, obviously, I don't care that he's doing that. It's obviously very healthy. Uh, my only problem with it is uh, it's with a magazine. It's 2020. It's the age of the Internet. I feel like I failed him as a father. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issues, a fine magazine, you know. I was always more of a National Geographic guy myself. But that's because I didn't have the internet when I was 19. If I had the internet when I was 19, you would have had to break down my door. And I'd be lying there a dried, shriveled husk. <laughs> with two palsied hands. <laughs> gripping an iPad, it looks like somebody spilled Elmer's glue all over it. <laughs> Another joy of uh, being married is uh, I have a mother and father-in-law both in their 70s. My mother-in-law is 75, and she rides one of those little electric scooters, you know, and she's got a wiener dog. She's always talking to the dog. One day I'm at her house, and from across the room I hear, oh, your breast smells like a dirty penis. And at first I was like, ah. <laughs> And I realized, of course, that she's talking to the dog. Now, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, if you hear a little old woman tell an itty-bitty dog, your breast smells like a, not a clean penis, but a dirty penis, you will say, what the fuck is going on over there? Because <laughs> when that happens, there's three questions you have to ask. The first one's for the dog. What the hell have you been eating? The next one's for my mother-in-law. How many dicks have you smelled? 
and finally for my father-in-law, hey man, how come you don't wash that dick? Uh, I grew up, uh, not, I it was kind of a, a poor neighborhood. It was a bad area, you know. I didn't realize it was a bad area until my car backfired and the neighbors returned fire. <laughs> at a uh, dollar store down the street. You know, they sell condoms at the dollar store. I opened up a box. It was just a roll of scotch tape and an empty bag of Doritos. Uh, I want to thank you folks again for coming out here. I, uh, everyone looks nice. Everybody looks dressed up. I uh, bought this outfit at Walmart. This uh, ensemble comes from the Faded Glory line. Is there anything at Walmart that is more appropriately named than Faded Glory? <laughs> the tag on the shirt even says, you don't remember what you wanted to be when you were a little kid, but it wasn't this, was it? <laughs> Faded Glory. Hey, remember when your life is going to be awesome? We don't. Fade to glory. <laughs> Forget it, man. She's not coming back. Faded glory. I uh, had kind of a scary health situation a couple years ago. I, uh, I found a lump, you know, uh, in my testicles. And I went to the doctor to get it checked out. I'm glad I did because, as it turns out, just a gummy bear. <laughs> you find a lump on your body, you freak out. You find one in the party zone, you really freak out. Because normally, if there's a lump, they do a biopsy. They don't do that with testicles. They just remove the whole ball. And I don't know how they do it because my doctor's really old. I was afraid he would just tie a string around it and around an open doorknob and then blam. I said to him, I said, uh, if you remove it, what do you do with it? Because you don't want to do anything stupid with it like making a snow globe or a pair of fuzzy dice to hang from the mirror. I guess that'd be kind of cool. He goes, well, if you remove it, we're going to test it for cancer. And I was like, oh, well, uh, what if I don't have cancer? And he's like, oh, that's good. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. What about my ball? He said, don't worry. If you remove it, we'll give you a testicular implant. I don't even know where you buy a testicular implant. Is there a ball mart somewhere that sells the faded glory brand of testicle? That is it for me, folks. Thank you very much. Bill Arendale, everybody. Bill Arendale. There you go. Welcome, my friend. Thank you for being a part of this little crazy mess. How yeah, are you? Good. You know, I, I, I got to say, I didn't know that you had this many people working on the show. I met the sound guy. I met the camera guy. Uh, I met the fluffer. <laughs> the lovely the, gentleman. The, the fluffer. Hansberry, that's going to be your new nickname, the fluffer. <laughs> oh, that's a keeper right there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's great to have as many people as you can on something like this, especially when you don't pay them. 
you know? Yes. So they're, they're doing it for the love of, of it all. I mean, you'll get a little something tonight for, for your time and efforts. And, and when I say a little something. You got I, a bottle of Boone's uh, Farm I, I, that you're saving for the comedian? Do you, did you drink? I, don't, I, I never see you really drink. Well, it's because you don't see me. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, no. I, 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 well, I mean, I don't have a podcast about it, but yeah, I drink, yeah. Do you drink whiskey? Do you drink beer? What do you, what's, your, what's your go-to? Uh, whatever's not moving well, usually, at the, the bar. You Seriously? Know? Seriously? Yeah, I don't really have a preference. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 49. 49. Don't you think at 49 years of age you would have developed something in that world that, you know, that this is, this is what Bill likes? And, or, you or, know, I... I really concentrated more on uh, on whippets more than drinking <laughs> alcohol, but whippets. but you're right. I guess uh, I don't know. I suppose wine, maybe wine, wine, good, yeah, wine, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah white wine, I guess. White wine, yeah, yeah. I'm a red wine guy. I yeah. like the the Italian reds and the cabernets, and of course, maybe it's because I hang out with the Italian club on a regular basis that mm. I lean that way. But um, so there would never be a night where you and I would just put down a bottle of whiskey and. And have at it and, 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 and talk. Well, as soon as you invite me, we will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? When, if you come on Whiskey Business, you'll, you'll, you'll sit down and drink. Well, you want, do you yeah, want whiskey I, tonight? I mean, I bring this not just, just, everybody thinks this is just for me. I mean, don't, don't make him, don't force him. If he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to, but I, I would be rude not to offer, so. Yeah, sure. All I, right. As I told you before in the beginning, this is the very old Barton, only available. I have a... Uh, I have tried some whiskey. Uh, have you ever heard of Fireball? Yeah, it's, that's not that's the extent a, of my whiskey that's knowledge. That's not a whiskey. That is... It is a cinnamon liqueur. Yes, I know. I know what it is. It's the kids <laughs> love it. Yeah. It's a, no, I'm not a big fire. But, but I, I will admit that much like uh, peppermint schnapps, if you drink too much of it and throw up, your breath is still either cinnamon or minty fresh. So <laughs> it's, it's got that going for it. Cheers, my friend. Thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate it. Um, I, you know, I, I only know you from a comedian sense. I mean, did you grow up here in, in central Ohio? Are you from here originally? Or? Uh, no, from Akron. Akron? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you come from a large family, a small family? Is there, is there more brothers and sisters, or is it uh, just... I had uh, two sisters, uh, you know. Um, it, was a, it was a fairly suburban area. You know, most of the uh, houses are pretty good, and then there's that one shit box at the end of the street that everybody flips off as they drive by. That, that's my house. <laughs> Looks like they're shooting a Kid Rock video in a driveway. <laughs> still, as we speak, I mean, is that house still still standing? You got family that's still living in it? Uh, in most Akron? of them are uh, have passed on, but um, yeah, I think the house is still there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what time the the tour bus goes. You know, with it being my childhood <laughs> home. There. But, yeah. And what were you like growing up? I and mean, when when did you decide to to start doing stand? How did how did stand up call out to you? as something you wanted to do on a, on a regular basis and make a career out of it? Well, uh, during my early 20s, I used to work at Cedar Point. I used to work there like six months of the year, and I, I worked in the, uh, the hotels, actually. I worked for uh, Sandcastle Suites. I was a bellman. And uh, so a bunch of us moved down here one year um, on the off-season, and I just kind of fell in love with it. And in fact, uh, when I first moved here, I was on Chittenden, which uh-huh. is what inspired the really bad neighborhood joke was, uh, yeah, it was I, a lot of fun. Yeah, I lived on, I think in those early years, there was a, I lived on uh, Hudson. And so it was Hudson, Chittenden, in that, in that general vicinity. Yeah. So yeah, 
not the greatest neighborhood, but in our 20s, it was awesome, right? Sure, oh, yeah, right? yeah. You know, it was great. It was close to everything. And and then you started to do stand up. Do you remember where do you remember where that first gig was that that it got into your system and, and you said this is for me, this is what I want to do? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, uh, my roommate was was going to an open mic here uh, on High Street, and he invited me down, and I watched it, and I thought the next week I would go ahead and try it, and I uh, just went on a couple of stock jokes, and uh, I fell in love with it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, because I, I watch you, and and I like I like watching you, and and I I like watching an audience because um, there's sometimes where uh, an audience is like, okay, not not what you're offering is not what they particularly want to right. digest. Does that force you to ever change, shift gears, or do you just stay true? You just plow through, this is, this is who I am and this is what I do. I mean, have you ever found yourself over the course of the years adjusting to the room? Uh, well, I'm adjusting to, the, uh, to a room to a certain point, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it just depends on, 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 the, on the vibe of whoever's up before me. Yeah, let me, let me ask you this, because this is my dilemma when, when, we, do, when we do stand-up. Does it, does it still frustrate you as it does me that something you did on a uh, Thursday night killed, mm-hmm. and you're doing the exact same joke on a Friday night, and it just lays there? Yeah. Do you have a comedic, scientific explanation as to why you think that happens? Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I did a show with Dino a week and a half ago. We were at Moe's out of Granville, yeah. Yeah, uh, and my set kind of went like that, where it was a lot of quiet, a lot of smiling people there in the crowd. <laughs> um, so no, I just, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm having a hard time with an audience, you know, obviously the last thing you want to do is show that it's getting to you because then you lose the audience. Right. So I just pretend that that's kind of planned, you know, and, and, and what I do is pretty deadpan to begin with. So, uh, you know, I don't run around and do cartwheels or anything like that like some, some guys do. And do you think it's important to have somebody set a good table in front of you? Yes? Because, sure. And, and the, the, I'm not besmirching uh, anything, you know, but our host was just the guy that ran the club, basically. He wasn't really a comedian per se. He just did some intros. Would you right. have preferred having somebody go up and do a solid five in front of you? No, I mean, being, it certainly helps, you know. Um, uh, but you know, as a comedian, you perform in all kinds of different venues. I did a, it was a graduation party on somebody's back porch, and uh, right before I go up, uh, this this person's sister had gone on and introduced me, and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, um, my cousin whatever was hit by a car last night. We're raising money, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now the comedic stylings of Bill Arundel. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Not the best setup. Yeah. I want to ask you something that we discussed right here, as a matter of fact, when we were outside after a show, and I'm kind of curious if you're pursuing it. Um, You mentioned something to me about doing a a type of one-man thing uh, about about your life, and I told you when we were out there that I was fascinated by the subject matter and that you should pursue it. Could you elaborate a little bit more on what that, what, what you were thinking about doing and what you still might be doing? And then if you aren't, I'm gonna bug you and ask you why not. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. It, 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 it's something I put a lot of thought into. Uh, I, you know, weight is something that I've um, struggled with a lot. So I'm thinking of maybe doing something like that. But my problem is I start, I start something and I get about 80% done. Mm-hmm. 
And then I hear my father's voice in the back of my head saying, this isn't funny, this isn't good. And then I just... Was your father a critical man? Oh, yeah, yeah. Over everything that you did in life? Uh, yeah, pretty much, definitely. Yeah. And isn't, isn't it amazing? You're 49 years of age. I'm 60 years of age, and I have father issues as well where right. his, his memory and his voice still rings in my head. Why do you think, why do you think that is? Why do we still let that get to us like that? Uh, my dad was uh, a very stoic person. I mean, he was either calm or angry. Um, but like well, the one thing we did as, as, as father and son is he would pull me out of school and we would go to, uh, we'd go to the movies, you know, um, and he loved Mel Brooks. So I would love to watch Mel Brooks movies with him because he would, he would laugh, but it wasn't like a real laugh. Like he started to go and then stop. Like he was going to sneeze. It was really weird. Um, unless somebody on screen got kicked in the balls, which he thought was the highest form of comedy. <laughs> It wasn't really a, a very vocal laugh. Um, but I think, I guess, trying to make my father laugh, try to, I don't know if I want to say, get him to like me, but like try to get that approval, I guess that's kind of what spurred me mm -hmm. uh, with this, yeah. Did your father ever see you? Is your father still living? Let me ask you that first uh, of all. No, no. Okay. He, uh, he you, passed you, away when I was 22. Okay, so he never saw you do stand-up? No, he never no. did. But my mother did. My mother saw me twice. Um, and she was, you know, super proud of it, you know. She did, she dug it because my mother came to see me. I remember mm -hmm. those early years in, in stand-up. And you talk about um, uh, wanting the approval, if mm -hmm. you will. And you know, for some reason, we always want and need that approval from our parents. I don't know why. But my mother came to the show. And I, I think the first time she came to the show, she, she said afterwards, she goes, I really enjoyed your recital. <laughs> <laughs> like I just got done, yeah. Like like I was like in choir, and you know you came to a you came to the holiday show at the fifth grade. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, she liked recital, and then and then when she would ask, "What's your son doing mm -hmm. now?" Um, she never really said that I was on the road as a stand-up comedian. It's interesting what what parents have to check off as far as approval, mm -hmm. the only time she actually admitted and was proud of it is in 1992 when I made my first national television appearance on Fox, on Comic Strip Live. Then, so what's your son doing? Oh, you didn't see him on television on Sunday night? Right. Yeah, then all of a sudden I was a stand-up comedian yeah. because it's, it's interesting. I, I, I come from an ethnic family. What's your, what's your, your, your background as far as... Uh, White trash. I mean, it's uh, oh, really? I mean, it's, it's very good. nondescript, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't see. I don't. Never, I never see German. that one checked off on the uh, application. You know, I see Caucasian and, and 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 other things, but I never see you know white trash. It's on the back. It's on the back. <laughs> my. Um, it's on the back. My That's grandfather awesome. came here from England. Yeah. Uh, in 1932. Um, so, and in my mother's family, you know, it's, you know, Dutch and German and whatever else, but uh, I, I don't really have a, is grilled cheese an ethnicity? It's <laughs> you can claim it. You can claim it yeah. as, a, as a white trash delicacy. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but my, my grandfather came from England, uh, and there's actually uh, an Arendelle Castle See? in England. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie uh, The Huntsman, uh, Chris yeah. Hemsworth, uh, they filmed it at that castle. So, if there's a castle, was, does that come from royalty? Was there royalty oh, involved in said castle? I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, 
we have a coat of arms. It's just an empty plate. And it says, are you going to finish that? Underneath <laughs> it. Um, but no, I, I don't think so. It's, uh, I, I'm sure I'm related to uh, whoever the plumber was during <laughs> William the Conqueror's time, but that's, that's about it. But you see what I'm getting at. You see what I'm getting at. We're about to wrap it up. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. You see what I'm getting at. Yeah. You have a lot of things to talk about, and I, would, and I told you uh, outside when we were leaving that you've got to put that show together yeah. because um, everybody... Uh, I, I was chatting with one of our audience members. Everybody has a story, right. and it's up to you. So you should let that 80% thing go to 100, and both of us in life, as we get older, both of us need to you know, try to exercise our demons as much as possible. So I really hope you follow through Thank with you. that, because I will have a front row seat. Bill Arendelle, everybody. Let him hear it, Bill Arendelle. Now, um, I would like you to stick around and enjoy the sketch stuff if you'd like, unless you got someplace to go. You're more welcome no, to stay right here where you're around. at. Okay, are we ready for our sketch comedians? Yes? All right, let's welcome back to the stage Lindsay Bowes and Joel Savage from Savage Tech. And Jeff Gage and Rob Wall from Adamantly Indifferent. Chip will need both those... We'll need both of those up there on the stage there. There's Savage Tech. And here come Jeff Gage and Rob Wall. There you go. We're up. We did the earlier flip for choices. Jeff and Rob, you get to, we, have the, we don't have the coin today. We have the Jack Daniels ladder. Jack Daniels side or no Jack Daniels side. Uh, you pick yay Jack, no Jack. And that, you, you, you pick a no Jack? You're picking no Jack. It is no Jack. So you get to decide whether you want to go first or second. You want to go second. All right. All right. Adamantly indifferent. We'll go up second. Kicking off the competition. Savage Tech. Lindsey Bowes and Joel Savage. Have a seat, gentlemen, or whatever. And your particular premise was the priest one. The priest. The priest, while in a confession, a priest starts to ask uncomfortable and too specific questions in the confessional booth. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, give them a round of applause and wish Savage Tech the best of luck. The competition begins now. Bless me, Father, arrives. What the? Oh. Yes, my son, what is it? Uh, bless me, Father, I sinned. Uh, when was the last time of your last confession? Um, Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah. Why, child, it's only Wednesday. Yeah, I know. It's How much sinning could you do in just 24 hours? Um, a lot, okay? All right, all right. Let's hear it. What did you do? Okay, um, I did a lot of stuff. Um... Uh -huh. I Can you be specific? Well, I talk back to my mom, so that's a big deal. You can't tell because of the divider, but I'm yawning over here. Yawn. What? No, it's listen. Okay, I I told her that she was she needed to butt out of my business, and she was totally dumb. What was she doing that was so dumb? In well, your she was telling me she was telling me I had to get out of the bathroom. 
Okay. And, and I told her that she was dumb and that I wish she wasn't my mom and that she sucked. Okay. And that's it? Three Hail Marys. Get out of my confession. No, booth. no, listen. I got more. I did more stuff. I did a lot of bad stuff. Okay. okay. Look, listen. Like I can, what? Okay. Listen. No, I'm a bad kid. Okay. Um, all right. I told her. Let's see. I said, I, I wish you were my mom. Uh-huh. And um, listen. No, I did so much stuff. Okay. So like, I like, um, okay. Do you, oh, 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 oh. Do you remember that guy, um, that like weird clown guy that used to hang out outside like the office depot? Do you remember that? Like, um, are do you know who it is? Are you talking about Phil? Yeah. You know Phil. How do you know Phil? Like, everybody knows Phil. Come on. Okay. He's a weird... Okay, so... My my interest is piqued. Okay. Well, do you know why he's not there anymore? I just assumed he went back home. Well, he did it. What happened? Uh, I might have gotten rid of him permanently. Did you kill the clown, my son? I sure did! How did you kill this clown? I punched him in the butt. Say that again. I I punched with him the same the, inflection. I punched him in the butt. I punched him so hard that he his butt um like it went into like a bunch of pieces and he exploded and then he's yeah, I got it. So like I'm a bad kid. Okay, so after this, you exploded this clown yeah. outside of Home Depot Yeah. with a punch to the butt. Yes. What did you do then? Okay, um, then I, uh, okay, so then like I had to like get, so we had to escape naturally. Um, mm-hmm. So then like with um, a little bit of hard work, uh, a lot of intuition, and just a little bit of duck tape um i taped his butt back together and i created a human sailboat and we went we i jumped on it and we went down down his river and i went on my own adventure you fashioned a human sailboat yes out of a murdered butt Okay, go on. What else did you do? Um, okay, 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 okay. So then um, 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 we, were on a, we were on a human sailboat that, again, was out made in the out ocean, of a butt I in suppose. the ocean. Yes, of course, without uh-huh. my parents' permission. Yes. And uh, while we were there, yes. um, I found a ship that I decided that I need to hijack. So I'm also, that also means I'm a bad kid. So you found a ship just out the middle of the, what kind of ship? Well, it was um, it was like a sailing freighter um, harbor um, sailing. This checks out. Tuna. This checks out. Yes, it's a tuna ship. Yeah. and I climbed aboard it, and you'll never guess who was captain. I have no clue. Who was the captain? Well, it was Tom Hanks playing Sully? Question mark. Uh, and but it was clearly Tom Hanks because you know it's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks like yeah, I mean it's Tom Hanks in like every role he plays. Every like, role he does I mean, is Tom on. Hanks. It's like, yeah, no, it's clearly it's Tom like, Hanks, you guys. Role, but it's like you know it's Tom Hanks when you're watching him. So yeah, so I I took over the ship and I uh, uh-huh. took him hostage. Yes. You took Tom Hanks hostage. I sure did. Okay, what did you do after that? Well, then we took that ship down, Ooh. and uh, and then I, w- I uh-huh. sailed it all the way down to the local theater company, and when I exchanged... Local theater company, where? So you, sell, you, you sailed it. Where did you sail it? I sailed it down into the port of Columbus. Okay, so you, then you, 
You gave Tom Hanks away. Yes. What well, did you no, g- I didn't give him away. Listen, we traded him. Traded him for what? A sports car. A sports car? Yes. What kind of sports car? A vintage new monster truck. Um, sports. What car. kind of monster truck? It's a monster truck, and it's the best, and it's the coolest, and it's it's uh, and it's a it's a cool monster truck, and I, it's what I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna keep them forever. After the monster truck, what did you do with it? Well, um, I drove that monster truck, and then I, I decided to, 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 to drive it. But, then, but, then, but you know what? I, I couldn't take it back, and we were outside. We were in the port, and then I had to drive it down, and we, had, we, were, we were driving down in the ocean, and then, I had to, and then you know, we had to smuggle it in you know, home some way, so I put it right on my butt. You put a monster truck in your butt? Entirely. And then what happened? Well, piece by piece, and you know, I had to shit the whole thing out. Yes. And the whole thing, it came out as a Honda Civic. You'll never believe it. A Honda Civic. Every single piece. Child, shh. That is the best sin I've ever seen. Right? Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Have a seat, kids. I got questions. Have a seat right here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit down for a minute before we bring up Rob and Jeff. Sure, sure, sure. And get your sweater. Don't let, don't, 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 never forget your sweater. Well, Savage Tech, one more time for Savage Tech. Very good. (laughs) Let's hear it for the hot moms. Oh, boy. I'm always curious. I'm always curious when you guys are sitting there and you had the premise, basically. um, It seemed like right off the bat you were going with a, uh, a child as opposed to a woman and a priest. Yes. Right. Yes. So, and yeah. what was the what was the decision in going that route as opposed to and two adults? Well, because it's always more fun to play a weird little kid. Um, were you I a weird Were you a, a weird little kid growing up? I sure was, um, but I, I think it's even funnier to play a weird little kid now because I think it makes people uncomfortable, um, and. Uh, and I, I think it's also I, I have a little bit of like an arrested development kind of complex, so <laughs> I think it kind of works for almost every character that I play. Also, little kids, like when they're going through puberty, are like the weirdest yeah. people on the planet. So you can just tap into that awkwardness, mm-hmm. and it's just automatically just funny. And I was curious. I, I was curious because I was when, uh, that you didn't go. You could have gone creepy. Yes. With, with the priest as well, as far as asking uncomfortable questions. Yes. And, yeah. And, and, and specific details. So, but you chose to go, you chose to go the old, the old 1945 Bing Crosby Catholic priest route. Oh, yeah, that's what I did, yes. You sure did. From, uh, from Robin and the Seven Hoods. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, I got a Robin and the Seven Hoods pop. Frank Sinatra, yeah, Rat Pack yeah. movie. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You just can't shout that in 2020, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, we decided not to go creepy because uh, we wanted to go on the absurdism of uh, what she was having to say, or mm-hmm. the little boy was having to say. Yeah, I mean, we we came up with like six different creepy and really dark premises immediately. They went really dark <laughs> real fast. Really dark. Um, and I, I 
don't like to go super dark unless we know exactly what tone we're going with. And mm-hmm. when we're doing something really quickly, I'd rather go with something like really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so the stupider like, the better. Yes. Like punching somebody in the butt till they explode. <laughs> so, um, what, what I find fascinating right now is that you still seem to be channeling the little boy yeah. as, as, as we're talking. Huh? Wait, yeah. oh no. Yeah, uh, you're still in character. Yeah. Can you do your awkward groan? My, wait, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she gets ready for character. <laughs> <laughs> One more time for Savage Tech, everybody. Thank you. Oh my God. What? No, thank oh yourselves. My you guys deserve you this guys. more than we do. Come on. <laughs> wow. I think, you're, I think you're the true fluffer as far as the audience goes. All right. You watch Savage Tech. Now let's welcome to the stage Jeff Gage and Rob Wall, adamantly indifferent. Gentlemen, you have microphones, you have mic stands. Do you just need the mics or do you need the stands as well? And the chairs? We'll need the mic stands. Okay, take the chairs. There's your mic. All right, thanks. Yeah, stand. Stand there. All right. And uh, let's remind everybody while they're setting up very quickly what their premise was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, our, our, uh, <laughs> our premise uh, was left backstage, but it was uh, basically about... Somebody who's, uh, uh, the premise was that they're... Uh, it's a padded resume, right? It was, padded, well, well not resume. exactly. A padded, being called out on a padded resume that's full of lies. Yes, yes. So, uh, so this is uh, what we came up with, with somebody who's, uh, whose resume is not quite uh, what uh, we thought it was in the beginning. So here we go. Thank you, Chip. I'm going to hand for Chip, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yes, Karen, what is it? Uh, Your two o'clock is here. Oh, um, give me a minute and then send them in. Okay. Thank you. Oh. Thank you, Karen. Hey, hello. Hey, how Hi. are you? Dr. David Pepper. Yes, Dr. Can I David. Can call you Dr. Pepper? Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, this. This is fantastic. I just uh, had a chance to go over your resume. Yes. Thank you for taking the time for this. You're, uh, you're welcome. You, you understand this is for surgical sales equipment. Yes, right? I, I have admired... Uh, unified surgical equipment for years. Let me just lay that right out. Thank you. Uh, Unified's been around for 45 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you've heard of us uh, being a doctor. You've you seem to be overqualified oh, well. for a sales Thank you, uh, I think. <laughs> position. This is an entry-level sales position. Mm-hmm, yes. I do, I do, yes, yes. Okay, well, um, let's see here. Uh, says you wow, went to school at Harvard. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the Rob Robitussin School. The Robitussin School, school at Harvard, yes. I, <laughs> yes, I went to the Robitussin School of Medicine at Harvard, and I studied oh, before. Harvard? Not, uh, Harvard, yes. Oh. Yes. It's a B, not a V. Harvard. Uh, I studied Greek philosophy before entering. Minor minor in Greek. Yes, I minored in Greek. And I studied all of the Greek philosophers. philosophers Uh, Who is is some of your favorites? You know, Neosporin, (laughs) Robitussin, of course, Tylenolis. 
Uh, I, th- I think that probably Neosporin is my favorite. So yeah, uh, and I, th- I think that you need a foundation of philosophy and humanities before you can go into medicine. Well, that's great. I, yes. You, uh, t- Wow, you speak seven lang- languages. Seven, seven I do languages. Speak seven lang- I think we come in um, handy. Scottish. You speak <laughs> Scottish. I do. Well, let, let me hear what. Uh, well, I. Irish. Right. You mean Gaelic? No, Irish. Australian. Right. I've, all those languages. British, I speak them all. I've, Cock- I, those aren't language. Those are English. Uh, they're. <laughs> Those are accents. That's not what Rosetta Stone says, okay? Well, so it does me, say you speak German. Yes, I speak, I speak Irish, uh, Scottish, so uh, let me, uh, for example, so how long has it been since your last confession, for instance? Um, Sounds vaguely familiar. It does. Uh, uh, and uh, Scottish, you know, you need a, uh, I have a reset phrase. A reset phrase gives me back into the accent. In case I'm on a sales call, I'm in Scotland, I have to speak Scottish. So my reset phrase is, what are you trying to do? Frighten me. So that gets me back on stage, back in the accent. I can sell whatever equipment I need to. How are you doing there? What are you trying to do? Frighten me. That resets me. Australian? Right. So my reset phrase is, let's charter a plane and fly to the States. Let's charter a plane and fly to the States. (laughs) So if I'm selling surgical equipment to somebody in Australia, I'll just say, let's chatter a plane and fly to the States. And it gets me back in the zone. This is kind of confusing, it's isn't not it? Not an actual, what about British? Okay. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> German, that's an actual language. I do speak German. You do? Could right. you demonstrate uh, um, an introduction sure. in German? I'm into hemoglobin. Uns sind fertig, nur genieder Hosen. Uns, uns, the Volkswagen. Uh, and, okay, and it says Italian. So, I'm just speak gonna, Italian. I'm just going to do it. Spaghetti rigatoni, eh? Ravioli. I well, love, I, you know, I've loved unified uh, surgical equipment for a long time, and I'm just, I just want to let you know I'm happy to be here, uh, that's great. even interviewing I mean, for this uh, job. So you're familiar with our equipment? I do, I, and you, I, I know it. It says you, it, wait, $4 billion in sales in 2011, so you have a sale, what, you sold ignorance to the South? What, right, that, I, <laughs> that's, how do yes. you? I made a lot of money on that, yes, a lot of money. Yes. All right. So we have a couple of our yes, items I see. here. If you could, I see. Uh, yes, yes, step yes. up here. I see right here. These I know are this. some of the things you'll be selling abroad, and yes. we are an international company. Yes, so fantastic. if you could uh, just demonstrate the H1N1 defibrillator. Okay. The <laughs> snap it right up there. Now I be describe. careful. It is active. It's uh, been fully charged. Right. So. Hello, is your hospital ward busy? Would you like it easily accessible and easily maintained? Well, you should think about the H1N1 here because it's the greatest thing. I wouldn't actually do that accent. I was just, I was throwing it out to you. So, and I would come up and do it. Oh, Oh! I told you that was that. What the hell's wrong with you? I'm sorry. I apologize. Don't slip in the puddle of urine that you just. (laughs) Yeah, careful. That's an electrical current. I'm sorry. Um, Jeez. Good thing I have another pair of pants. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
All right. Now we also sell uh, our latest item is the uh, our autoscope arthroscopic rectal probe. Yes, the arthroscopic rectal probe. Now, say you were demonstrating this in Germany. Is How would you get a German hospital to buy one of these pro one of these All products? Right. Show me, demonstrate. Can you please pretend, uh, pretend I'm the head of a German hospital. I'm on us. So arthroscopic anal probe and unsen pupen scoopen unsen the problem in us, I've been unser Liederhosen pullen zu alten, unsen vielen Kraken, Sprengkraken, unsen pushen Puben. I'm on, I'm on the last part of Rosetta yeah, Stone right. with German, okay. so I'm still kind of. Yeah, thanks. I've got some great letters of recommendation. How am I doing so far? You're doing great. Thank you. Uh, I don't have much more time. Uh, you got a letters of a recommendation yes, from former UN ambassador Madeleine Albright, right, right. Dr. Oz, right, and former President Woodrow Wilson. He's right. been dead for well, it's a different one. Um. You know, uh, I'm afraid you've wasted enough of my time. I can't. I'm not going to continue this interview anymore. This is preposterous. This I think I'm the one who's going to finish the interview. What, what the hell do you... That's right. I'm Steve Unified, chairman and CEO of Unified Surgical Equipment. What? My father founded this company 40 years ago. We stepped off Ellis Island, changed our name from Unified Kowalski to Unified. We came to this country knowing we had a dream and a plan. You, oh, yes. You, this has been a test. You're Steve I'm Unified? Steve Unified. I've only heard of you. I didn't know you actually I came exist. to this facility. I exist. Now shut up for a minute because uh, you failed the test. Uh, you I, should be properly I, vetting employees. I, I you did. Were about I wasn't going to gonna me, hire you. You were about I, to give me a job. I, I wasn't. I no. was. I was I, I, How about we take a look at your resume? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you've got to be one language. You speak one language, and you I, I don't do that. I minored in French, but I, I, I can kind of bullshit my way through. How are you going to keep your job? What are you going to do? Show me what you're Look, going to I'll, do. I'll do anything to yeah, keep that job. Yeah, you'll do anything to keep that job. I need this job. Yeah, you need, what are you Steve, going to do? seriously, I, I had no idea yeah, that you Yeah, you didn't. Tell me what you're, show me what you're going to do. I'll do anything. I, I, look, I got three kids. They're getting ready for college. I, got, I, I have a wife at home. You drive I have a Uber? mortgage. You an Uber driver? Yeah. Yeah, I do that on the side sometimes. Or All right, can you take me to P.F. Chang's right now? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Anything, Steve. Anything. Adamantly indifferent. Come on back up, boys. Grab your chairs. Give a microphone to Savage Tech, and you guys share one of the microphones as well. We're running out of time, so we got to ask some quick questions, and then we'll get to the voting as well. All right. Um, first of all, Nice round of applause for, for Jeff and Rob. Oh, my God, that was funny. I got to ask, because as we continue to tweak the premise, was the fact that you had the three to five extra minutes that you said you weren't done. Did you guys continue to tweak, or were you just watching and everything was pretty much done? I don't think we wrote there? anything. You think any, pretty much? Pretty much. <laughs> we sat right under that speaker right there, uh -huh. and every time they would say something, we'd be like, hey, I can't. We, n neither one of us can hear out of our left ear, I think. 
What? And so it was difficult. We mm -hmm. didn't do we didn't do anything. We just enjoyed their show. We just enjoyed their show, watched their show, and then you went with it. So was it fairly easy? Did, did you find it was easy to kind of fly uh, through this? Because it seemed it seemed fairly well written out for the most part. Or how much was it was written out in your heads, and how much was um, it was truly from my you guys perspective, are, I, improvising? Uh, I, I I look at some challenges uh, with an improv state of mind. What kind of improv exercise or game would, could we structure this around, mm -hmm. and then from that build a, a plot or an idea or a character? Right. And yeah. Savage Tech, you agree with that 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 improv theory as as they were speaking of it? Well, that's kind of what we do when right. we first write our sketches: is we improv through the thing, and then we take what we did. You gleam from that some of the gold, uh, like a, a little bit. I mean, but we have like a structure of like like point A, point B, point C, and then we. Uh, Usually, like, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse until we find where the dialogue is. Yeah, we always have a beginning, middle, and ending planned out, and that's how we do it. And uh, Jeff and Rob, who, uh, how'd you come to the decision who would be the person being interviewed and, and the boss? I, I master in straight man. You are a great straight I, man. Because I'm you not are. funny. So <laughs> I thought I would be great at just playing it straight and then let Rob be his goofy self, you know, just be, because Rob's, doesn't he look like Jack Lemmon? <laughs> he does. He does. This guy. He do. He's got, he's got more mugs than an Oktoberfest. I tell you. <laughs> and so I just figured, you know, let him be the crazy zany one. But you're also just like a very funny, if, as funny as a straight man can be. You take those opportunities to be to be funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, you are. Well, try. Yeah, the idea is to try not to be funny, you know, and just be real, and then hopefully it's going to be funny. So it'll organically you know. come out. Well, we I did think put a structure, you know. We tried to put the the turn, as they say in comedy, you know, at the end where he now I'm groveling for my job from him, and, you know. So you, you know, you use certain. And both teams had a comic. both teams had a solid. I noticed that both teams had a solid end, a solid finish. You knew. It didn't just kind of wander off. You both had an idea as to where you were going to end it. I liked, I liked your high-five freeze. <laughs> like, it, it reminded me of, uh, what was it, uh, Police Squad? When they would freeze. <laughs> yeah. I would walk in and then try to pose. Freeze frame. To, yeah, freeze frame. The freeze frame. So. The freeze frame. <laughs> well, I think you both did a great job. Round of applause for all four of them right now. Yeah. Woo! Mr. Arendelle, any thoughts? Is this uh, is improv comedy something you have done, would like to do, or do you, or does it, or does the whole concept kind of just like much to me? I've done improv with with these with Jeff before. It scares the piss out of me sometimes, but I also find it very exhilarating when we do it. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I uh, I mean, I'm in awe of what all four of these are done, and I think that you'd be hard pressed to find four more talented individuals in the four that are up here right now. I That's totally true. Agree. That's I true. Totally agree. <laughs> well, and now please. it comes to the time on the premise <laughs> where I know these four people are just both dying and vying to see who walks home with the premise booty prizes that we have here in the store. So we will start with Savage Tech by applause. Savage Tech. And by applause, adamantly indifferent. Thank you. The good and the bad news is, the good news is that you two, and the bad news is you two have to share this bottle of Old Forester. Congratulations to the winners right there. 
The good news, bad news for Savage Tech is the bottle of Bourbon Supreme is bigger. Yeah. yeah. You get the book, Let's Disco. Honestly, if we won, I was going to ask you for that. <laughs> and of course, Johnny Desmond sings for dancing, everybody. Hell yeah. So who Thank truly you. is the real winner and loser here tonight on the premise? Everybody wins. Everybody wins. And that wraps up this installment. Please, one more big round of applause for my guests, Joel Savage, Lindsey Bowes, Jeff Gaines, Rob Wall, Bill Arendale. Let's make him work on that one-man show. Want to thank Shadowbox Live and the upfront stage for hosting us here. We're here the third Thursday of every month, so come on back time and time again. And uh, also a big shout out to Nikki Winkleman. She's done. This is her last time working with us Woo! on this show. She has been hugely instrumental in the success of this being here and uh, making sure everything goes so smoothly. So thank you, Nikki. We love you. My name is Dino Tripodos. We'll see you next time on The Premise. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, we'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.